0: Welcome to Tori Studio, the podcast. I'm your host, Tori Hill. I'm a nature lover, skinny dipper, traveler, and proud creator of the Rinse and Repeat wellness program. Empowering others to break free and step into their own dreams is what lights me up. Through my personal experience with anxiety and unworthiness, I know firsthand what is required for true self-growth, and I'm here to spill all of it to you. Whether your vision is to feel more peace in your life, identify your dreams, or take action towards them, this podcast is for you. Now is all we have, so let's get started. I am so thankful to have reconnected with this individual, this podcast guest speaker who you are about to listen to. Lyssa Levesque is a health coach, and in this podcast episode, we dive deep into her personal story with health and her journey of becoming a health coach. And something that I really love about Lissa is that she is not afraid to be vulnerable and open and honest about her journey and something that I really admire about Lisa is her willingness to take bold, badass action towards her dreams. So I can't wait for you to hear this one. Um, after you listen to the episode, make sure to reach out to us on Instagram. I'll put our, the links in the show notes and let us know what resonated because I know that um, she will absolutely love to hear from you. And you know, I always love hearing from you. So without further ado, meet Lisa. Yay, we are live. Lisa. thank you so much for joining us today. I'm so excited to have you on. And I just want to kind of share our backstory super quick, if that's okay with you. Yeah, um, Perfect. So Lisa and I went to high school together. And we, like, we weren't really friends. We were just more acquaintances. Would you agree with that? Yeah. Yeah. And we recently reconnected on Instagram. And if 2020 taught me anything, it's that Instagram social media doesn't have to be a monster. It actually can be a beautiful like avenue to reconnect with people. And I've really enjoyed reconnecting with you, Alyssa. So this is awesome. And I think, Think that I want to start with your story, and my question for you, which I know is a loaded question, but I want to know how you got to this version of you, and if it helps to revolve it around your health journey, then we can do it that way too.
1: Yeah, that probably helps a little bit. <laughs> so I would say I got here with a lot of work. Um, I'm sure you know this. I mean, you knew me in high school. The me I am now is nothing compared to the me I was in high school. Um, I spent a lot of years in therapy, um, worked on a lot of mindset. I viewed myself very negatively for a very long time. I grew up in a very abusive household, which definitely didn't help any of that. Um, Constantly told I wasn't good enough, um, that I was messing up, that I was mean, all these terrible things. So I just viewed myself really badly with my mindset. And then When I left for college, I actually gained 45 pounds my freshman year, because it was the first time in my life I could eat whatever I wanted. Um, And when I went home for, I don't remember what it was, it wasn't Christmas, but I went home for something. And my stepmom came up behind me and grabbed my muffin tops and shook my body and said, someone got fat. And it was like this moment of, like, I didn't really know how to react because I was always extremely tiny growing up. So it it really hit me as like, oh my gosh, I am now hideous. On top of all these of these other things, I am now ugly. Mm -hmm. Um, so after that, I started running obsessively, lost a bunch of weight, hardly ate anything. Uh, it was at a point where I was like passing out on the side of the road when I was running. It was horrible. I definitely became anorexic, got down to about 86 pounds. It was insanely unhealthy um but you know eventually i was lucky enough to have some friends that really showed me what was happening in my life and how negative that was and so i did turn around on my own i'm really lucky i didn't need to go to a treatment center but it took me years to get out of that Mm -hmm. it took me about a year to get up to a weight that was like considered acceptable but then on top of that it took probably four or five more years to stop fearing food, fearing what my body looked like, fearing not getting fat. Um, And I just, I still had no confidence in myself because my body still felt foreign to me. Um, So then in, I would say probably 2015, I met my therapist and I met my husband. (laughs) So he was my personal trainer. And I would say between him and the therapist, they really taught me how wrong all of my self beliefs were. And I started learning about food and learning about who I was outside of these things that I'd been told for the last 22 years of my life or 25 years. And it it honestly just, I think took time, a lot of time to repeat to myself that I was a lot more than what I'd been told and that I could do more than what I'd been told. And that, yeah, the roller coaster was real. It was, it was a lot of ups and downs and a lot of one step forward, two steps back kind of a thing. And it just took years and years and years. And I would say it wasn't until probably when we moved to Arizona, which was about a year and a half ago that I finally realized like, this is who I am. This, like this version of me where I'm happy, I am okay with my meltdown moments. I'm okay with my like quote unquote flaws. This version of me took my entire life to create. And it's the first time that I've actually felt like this is, this is actually who I am.
0: Wow. Thank you so much for sharing. I know this is vulnerable and I just really appreciate you being so open with us. And I feel like there might be some listeners who can resonate. And I'm curious, do you mind sharing, like when your friends came to you, was there any resistance or did it kind of like um give you permission to to seek help how do you mind sharing how that yeah I
1: don't I don't mind at all um so I think I didn't really have a choice but to listen because they found me on the side of the road passed out like I had fainted and woken up and like physically couldn't get myself up um Mm -hmm. And I'm trying to remember exactly how they approached it. I mean, I remember them bringing me to one of their dorm rooms and giving me one of those giant buckets of goldfish, you know, those like big containers that come in Um, and they put it in front of me and they were like, eat or we're calling your stepmom. And that was like the most, I think, terrifying thing they could have done because I wanted, I never wanted to go home again. Um, and so I, I sat there and I ate goldfish until, They decided it was enough. Um, And from there, they just, they spent a lot more time with me outside of school. I I was commuting to college. So they were a lot more open to me staying on campus with them and spending less time on my own. Mm -hmm. And I think that made a really big difference because I started to see what they were talking about in terms of like how, how much my brain capabilities had, had kind of dissipated along with my physical abilities And that made it a huge impact. Does that answer your question? Yeah,
0: no, it does. And I appreciate the way you explained your journey into healing, how you said something like you took two steps forward and one step back. And um, yeah, I resonate with that personally. I too have gone through like challenges with body image and stopped eating for a while and binged and purged. And it just, and it, it felt like that for me as well. So I'm just hoping that us talking about this can help listeners who might be going th- through something similar to relate that, like the journey to healing and feeling better in your body is not always um, like a linear, like, like up. It's, it's kind of jagged, you know, and Very like, is that, that resonates with you too.
1: Yes. And I, yeah. I honestly say that to my clients, all the time when they're struggling, I am constantly reminding them that no progress is linear. If it's linear, it's fake. Yeah. If you want it to last, it's going to be an up and down. Um, and so I, yes, I absolutely resonate with that.
0: Okay. And I'm really curious, can you tell us when you hit the point of like, you are on your own healing journey and now you are a health coach, where did that transition happen?
1: So I love this question because I have such a concrete answer. I It's like a little story. I, I don't think I realized I was even over my issues yet. I think in my mind, I was still recovering. But I went to Washington, D.C. with the family I nannied for. And I got to visit one of my best friends from college that I hadn't seen in years. And in college, we actually spent a lot of time fueling each other's bad Eating habits. Mm. And it was not the best combo, but we didn't see it at the time. So when I saw her, you know, this is years later, we're now both 24 years old. And we went out to breakfast together and we went to this fancy little French restaurant where they had crepes and fancy eggs and all kinds of stuff. And we had like an egg meal. Then I said, I really want one of the chocolate and Nutella crepes because that just sounds delicious. And yeah. in my mind, it was just, I'm just ordering it because it sounds good. Mm. She said it was, this is not word for word, but close to this. She said, Oh yeah, I'll have one too. It's fine. I'll probably run it off. in by my, my runs tomorrow anyway. And it was this moment in my brain of, well, who cares if you burn off the calories on your run tomorrow? Like right. it's just energy. It's just food. Mm-hmm. And I could not stop thinking about her response um, because it it was the moment that I realized that I was, I had healed myself. It was this moment of, Mm -hmm. oh my gosh, I, I can't let other women go through this. I can't sit here and know that I've healed, but know that none of them have. And um, about three months later, I got certified as a personal trainer and couple years later, here I am. (laughs) It was such a turning point moment. And I just, I love that. It's such a concrete moment too.
0: Wow. Was there someone in your life or like, did you stumble upon like a gym or a mentor that kind of like showed you that you could be a health coach too? Like how, like, how did you dive into that specific role? Um, so this is totally going to be corny. So definitely my husband, because
1: (laughs) I, I met him at a time that I still hated my body and he was my trainer. And I don't think he had any clue what was going on in my brain, but Mm -hmm. he just showed me this other way of existing in fitness. I mean, in my mind, fitness had been about hate my body, hate my body, hate my body, shrink it, shrink it, shrink it. Mm -hmm. and he taught me no 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 you want to build it you want to build your body make it bigger and stronger and bigger and stronger and it was the first time I'd ever heard that that kind of play on words I guess and yeah within within about a year of us being together he said that I had a way of connecting with people that would make me a really amazing personal trainer and so I I I was honestly very convinced that I could never be a personal trainer. I had, I had no concept of the fitness world. I had been a nanny or a teacher my entire life. I knew nothing about anything else. And I had many meltdowns about becoming a coach. Cause how on earth was I going to do that? I didn't know anything. So it was definitely him. I could not have done any of that without him sitting there saying like, no, you can do this. You're smart. Do it, do it, do it. And Just constantly pushing me.
0: Oh, wow. And that's perfect because I was going to ask like, what resistance has come up for you and how have you worked through it? And it's really funny because I've interviewed a few people now for this podcast and there's a pattern in every interview I've had now. And it's someone who loved them in their life, encouraged them to go for it. And like, it was almost like a permission slip to be like, oh, why not me like why shouldn't I do this and it's just so funny that you're saying this because I think you're like the third or fourth person to to like like tell a story similar to other people on the podcast and I love that oh I love that they're like our angels on earth
1: (laughs) they really are they really are and I feel like it's so corny of course that it is my husband but yeah without him pushing me I would not I wouldn't have taken the jump because how can you go from something you've spent 25, 26 years doing to something, you know, literally nothing about. And yeah, that was, that was a big jump.
0: (laughs) Yeah, And I think that the, there's something that people say along the lines of like, you teach your own medicine. So you like the best teachers are people who have gone through exactly what they're teaching. And I just, I, I see like you hold space for your clients and I see your presence on social media. And like, there's just such a grounding to, to you and in the work that you do. And I love, it's been so cool to watch you do this work. It just, it's, it's a perfect fit. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, totally. And I'm wondering, are there any other like things that you have utilized as you go through resistance, um, like in your journey of becoming a health coach, like anything like any mindset work or like any support or resources that have really helped you keep moving forward?
1: Oh, absolutely. I feel like there's so many. (laughs) Um, So definitely a lot of mindset, um, especially coming from a, like I said, in the beginning, a childhood where I was told I couldn't do anything like having ADHD men, I could never run my own business. I would never have a successful relationship. So Mm -hmm. those things do still come back into my brain sometimes, especially if I have a moment that I feel like is a failure. So it's a lot of reframing everything I say to myself. And it's taken me so long to get to a point where I can hear myself saying something wrong and then saying, hold on, yeah. that's not how that's supposed to be said. Let's reframe it. Mm-hmm. And it's totally a fake it till you make it with that kind of stuff. I feel like, cause I would reframe things and say things to myself that were 100% a lie in the moment. But the more I said it, the more I believed it. And now I'm at a point where I can reframe it and actually believe it the first time I say it. Mm-hmm. So definitely a lot of reframing, uh, a lot of breathing, just mm-hmm. like taking a step back and breathing. Mm-hmm. I don't know about you, but yeah. I'm a very, I am like a very fast person. I like to do I want to do everything right now. So the fact that I have to wait even an hour to do anything, it can be really hard. So just breathing, sometimes taking a moment to, to slow down a little bit. Um, that's helped a lot. Meditation. I don't, I don't meditate as much as I would like to, but I know that there's a reason that's not happening. Um, And here's a moment of reframing. So rather than blaming myself for not meditating as much as I would like to, I accept that I am meditating when my, my life gives me time for it. And I do so much other mindset work that there's a reason I don't need to meditate as often anymore, but I used to meditate about five or six days a week. And I mean, for me, exercise is a big part of, of everything for me. And, um, I feel like you asked also about like other other like potential mentors or something. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So I've heard this a million times and I didn't believe it for a really long time, but the best coaches have coaches. So yep. I have hired business coaches to help me. I have hired other fitness coaches to help me. And that's really helped me learn along the way. Business coaches are incredible. I mean, yeah, they're just a wealth of knowledge. And I've worked with, I'm on my third now, uh, mostly cause I do a program rather than working one-on-one with a coach. Mm-hmm. I love the group aspect and I've made some of the best friends ever through those programs, which is incredible. And another joyous part of like social media is yeah. that you can meet these people. Totally. Um, but also even having coaches like fitness coaches along the way, I feel like every time I have a coach, I learn more about about how I can better serve my clients or things even that I don't want to do with my clients. I've learned good and bad from having my own coaches. And I think that's been a big driver of, of continuously pushing forward as well.
0: Mm, Yeah. I'm hearing two things. One, I'm hearing you say that the mindset work, the breathing, like the daily practices, those don't go away. You don't like you don't do mindset work for one week and then you like wipe your hands clean and walk away. Like this is a daily thing that you get to explore and work on like continuously. Oh, right. absolutely.
1: <laughs> like I remember when I first started meditating and being like, I get to do this for like a couple of months and then I'll be good. No, this is, this is like a forever. This is, and, and at first it does feel like you have to make yourself do it. But then after a while, I feel like, and I don't know if this has happened for you, but you hit a point where, You don't have to consciously think, Oh, I need to breathe. You just do it. And then you realize after, wow, I needed that moment, or I needed that step outside to feel the sunshine for a few moments. And you don't realize that you consciously did it. It becomes
0: a subconscious thing. Totally. I feel that so much. And my program, I have eight daily practices that you infuse into your life. And like, so gratitude is one, for example. And I get a lot of questions about gratitude and how to practice it. And I always tell my clients that once you turn this into a continuous daily practice, a habit, like the gratitude will find you. You don't even need to think about it. You'll just look up and see something that you have in your life and be like, hit with gratitude. So I love that this is your experience too.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And that's like such a good way of putting it. Like the gratitude will come to you. Yeah. It's it's literally the the energy and the vibrations that you put out is what comes back. Yeah. And it's kind of funny to talk about this because I had a roommate like back in Maine probably five years ago. And I, I used to consider her to be like woo-woo. Do you know what I mean by yeah, like totally <laughs> So I bet she was so woo woo because she would light candles and use essential oils and she would meditate and she was like so flowy and just mm-hmm. she was very in tune with herself and she called herself a free spirit
0: mm-hmm.
1: and I never understood that and she was always about like energy and vibrations. And it was so funny because about six months ago, I was talking, talking to Spencer and he goes, when did you get so woo woo? And I was like, oh I don't know, God. but I love it because <laughs> it's true. It works. There's a reason yeah. that those people are like, those people are amazing. And we are attracted to those people. Even when we aren't woo woo, like, yeah, I feel like I always watched the, I'm quoting around woo woo, but I used to watch the woo woo people and be like, how are you so free Yes. But because they're like that. That's how you get there is to accept that, like to know that your inner energy does so much. And the more you put that out, the more you get that back.
0: Right. Exactly. They're so in tune with themselves and they're in alignment, that thing. Yeah. That they can be free spirited and flowy if you're practicing those things on a daily basis. And I'm curious. So you've made some investments in yourself and you explained briefly that there was there's a little bit of resistance at first. Was it? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm wondering, are there any like core differences that you can identify from before you started investing in yourself versus after? How has how have the investments shifted shifted your life?
1: Oh, wow. That's a, I feel like that's such a (laughs) a big question. Um, so first of all, investing in yourself is like the scariest thing ever. The first time you do it, because
0: Mm -hmm.
1: like you think about investing in your dog, like if your dog gets hurt and needs a thousand dollars, it's without question, you're going to drop a thousand dollars, keep your dog safe. But when it comes to dropping even like, let's say two to $300 a month Mm -hmm. on coaching that will change your life forever. Yeah. It's so intimidating because it's like, there's that fear of failure. Like, what if I can't do it? What if it doesn't work? What if I waste my money? And it's, it was the same thing for me. The first I'll just like be very forward with the pricing of things that I've done. The first program I invested in was three months and it was $7,000. And that was terrifying. I mean, we didn't have $7,000. We found $7,000. We invested and... That first program gave me such a foundation for what to do with my business. Because again, we think we know what we're doing, but we really don't. (laughs) I think I thought I knew how to start a business and I was like, this will be fine. It's easy. You just start an online business. And then I realized like, I need to go on my stories. I need to post this, this type of content. I need to post this type of photo. I need to edit it this way and blah, blah, like so much yeah. And the biggest lesson I learned from that one was that messy action is better than no action. Doing something is better than doing nothing. And it, I feel like that works for all types of coaching and all types of investing in yourself, all types of like, I feel like you can apply that to most aspects of life, like working yeah. out, doing something like whether it's walking or doing an at-home body workout, that's messy action, which is better than sitting on your couch, doing nothing.
0: Yeah, I always tell my clients, and perfect action forward, and perfect action forward. That's what we're doing here. Like, give yourself the grace to move forward imperfectly.
1: Yes, and it's definitely it's scary to invest. Like that was the first one that I did, and then I was really resistant to investing in myself again mm-hmm. because I was hoping that this first coach they were, there was actually a couple, um, this first program, IFCA, I I was so sure I was going to go through this three month program. We were going to move to Arizona literally a week after the program ended. And then I was going to have this incredible business, Mm -hmm. but that's not how it worked because not every coach is a perfect match for everyone. And not every program is going to give you everything you need. You have to find the right coach and the right system and all that. And so I felt like I invested all this money and, Here we were about a year, not just under a year later. And I had five clients. Mm -hmm. So I was like, it didn't work. I can't do this. And that's where all that resistance came up. It was like, I had failed in my mind. So it was this Mm -hmm. constant fear of failure. But then I came across another coach who it was another investment. It was going to be $5,000. And again, I didn't feel like I had $5,000, but her coaching was very different. And I dove in and I did it and I doubled my client base. And that one ended actually in December Mm -hmm. of 2020. And I ended that one and Spencer, my husband was like, okay, okay, we're done now. We're, We're done investing for a little while. And I agreed. I was like, yeah, totally. We're done. I don't need to invest. My business is growing. I've got this. And then this amazing coach I'm here to the coaching program back in, uh, let's see, April, beginning of April. And I invested again. So it's like a constant, it's a constant growth. And the more you invest in yourself, the more you grow as a person. And I feel like I make this analogy a lot with my clients. And it's how can you do something if you have no idea how to do it? Like we all went to school through most of us through at least 12th grade. And then many of us went off to college to learn a specialty so that you can succeed in life. We didn't magically learn how to do whatever our specialty is just by reading crap on the internet. We Mm -hmm. had people who taught us and there's so much crap on the internet. Like I can't learn how to do a surgery by looking on the internet. No, I need a specialist. I need a doctor. And it's the same thing with fitness, with health, with mindset, with anything. You can't do it without the right So I feel like that's what I've really learned through investing in myself.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I totally love. Yeah. And I, I resonate too, because I invested in a year long program and I'm like, okay, that's it. I'm, I'm done for a year. And then I invest in like three other things and have three incredible expansive programs going on and like zero regrets. And I'm curious, there might be some listeners who are thinking like, okay, well, I get that investing is important and it'll change the course of my life, but like, there's so many programs out there and like Instagram and social media is so loud. So I'm curious, Lissa, like, how have you been able to pinpoint your investments and like, and say yes to them? And how did you, how do you know that they're the right Fit for you, like how do you work through that stickiness of investment?
1: <laughs> that's like I think feel like that's like such a good question. So, um, I I'm a pretty impulsive person. So for me, the first investment was slightly impulsive, and I when I look back on it, um, it taught me a lot. And I think that's the important thing to take from that is, let's say you have hired a coach in the past or you have had a trainer. Just you know that you can learn from that. That's not how everything is going to be. Mm-hmm. So what I've done since then is really spend time looking at what does their business look like since business coaching is what I'm looking for. So if someone's looking for a mindset coaching, what does their mindset look like? What yeah. do they show up as? Like what energy do I get from them? Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of like fitness coaches, I feel like a big one would be what does their actual lifestyle look like? What kind of science are they using? What are they backing with? Are they just using formulas that I could get off the internet? Or are they actually using scientific backing and applying it directly to me? Mm-hmm. I think that's a big part of fitness coaching. For me, again, it was a lot of looking at what their business looked like. Because the first business coaches I had, I don't want my business to look like theirs. And that's a big A big thing I didn't know at the time. Um, So then when I invested in the second coach, it was, I love how her business, what her business represents, which was like supporting women in creating um, empowerment in their business. And I was like, that's what I want. I want to empower women. So if I go to a coach who is about empowerment, that's going to help me create empowerment through myself and my business. Mm -hmm. And then the one I currently have is very much about creating your business because of who you are, what you want to share and what you're going to change in the people's lives. And she has changed many, many lives. And I've seen that. And so I trust her to help me change my life. And when people help you change your life, you can help others. It's that whole, Mm -hmm. like fill your bucket before you can fill others. So Mm -hmm. I knew I needed to have someone help me change my life before I can continue to help others change theirs. I feel like that's a very roundabout way of answering your question, but I hope it does answer the question.
0: No, it totally does. I love that. That's, thank you for explaining your thought process and your experience. Um, I think that's going to be really helpful. And I have another question for you and it kind of ties into how you are a full-time coach now, correct? Yes. So my question for you is: You have made these bold investments, and you have created a full-time job for yourself. How how do you work through these big life choices? Because I personally think you're so badass for this, <laughs> and you challenge me in such a beautiful way. Um, and I just want to know, like, what mindset, or is there anything that you like—a mantra or affirmation, or like? Anything that you utilize to make these actions, like to take action like this?
1: Um, I feel like that's again, that's like a, that's a, such a good question. <laughs> um, first of all, thank you for saying that I'm badass. I, that's not something I ever <laughs> use myself. And it's crazy because I, um, Spencer and I talk about this a lot. We are people that look up, we have no ability to look next to us or below us, we only have the ability to look above us. Mm -hmm. And what I mean by that, I feel like you get it, but I feel like I should explain it is for me personally, the only coaches that I follow, the only coaches that I spend my time looking at are coaches who have a business that's ahead of mine. Um, because then all I see is what I can become. Mm -hmm. And while that can cause some issues and it did for me in the past of like the comparison and the imposter syndrome of like, but I'm not there, but I'm not there. Mm -hmm. It also creates this drive of if they're there, I can get there. And so for me to hear you say that about me, it's like, that's what I think about them. But I feel (laughs) like I'm still way back here at the very beginning. And so it's, it's just cool to hear you say that. Um, Yeah. So I feel like I need you to repeat the end of your question if you remember the end of it (laughs) because I got completely dragged
0: by that. um, I asked if there's any like any things that you consistently utilize, whether it's mindset work or affirmations or mantras to like help you continue to like take these big actions forward. There we go. Okay.
1: Yes. Um, So... There's a, there's a few. So one of my favorite sayings is when one door closes, another opens. Mm -hmm. And I really feel like I apply that in a lot of slightly abstract ways because there's always an open door. Like, I don't really care about the closed doors, but there's always an open door and it's just a matter of finding it. So I think I spend a lot of time, like, for example, every morning I say my mantras and my affirmations, which is like, um things that I've always doubted about myself. So like, I am productive. I am capable of this. I am motivated. I am determined. Um, all these things about myself that I previously have felt weren't true. And then also like reminding myself how far I've come each month or each year. And looking back, I feel like always kick, kick starts me to move forward because we don't always realize how far we've actually come in life
0: Mm
1: -hmm. and (laughs) appreciating that is amazing. Like even just the mindset of month to month can change so drastically. So I feel like for me, it's a lot of, yeah, just looking at how far I've come. And Mm. in, in terms of like the investments, it's scary, but, but I know it will help me. Like, it's like the whole, the only workout you regret is the one you didn't do. For me, it's the only like educational opportunity that I'll regret is the one that I didn't invest in. Worst case scenario, I don't learn as much as I thought I would, but I will learn something like there's no way I'm not going to learn anything.
0: Right. And it sounds like your investments have given you the clarification needed to like narrow down which ones are a better match? Like, would you say that like each investment that you've made has become a better and better and better match? Has that been? Yeah, yeah.
1: definitely. Each, and you know, it's interesting as you are saying that I was hearing it in two different ways. So like, yes, each time I have hired a coach, whether it be a business coach or a a fitness coach, um, each one has helped me fine tune what I actually want in a coach. Mm -hmm. But what that also made me realize when you were saying that was, each time I've invested in myself, it's helped me become clear on what I want from my business mm-hmm. because a year ago, my business was completely different than it is now. A year ago, I was very focused on only helping women who struggled with food guilt mm-hmm. versus now it's, it's all about finding the balance. And really I, it's, it's just, you have like a niche, you have like the specific people you work with and the more you Like, get that guidance, the more you can hone in on, like, let's say, what your actual problem is, what your ideal client is, what your goal is, like, each time it gets narrowed down more and more.
0: Yeah. And I think that's a really important point because I think that people who are considering, like, creating their own business or even starting a hobby, you don't know what is going to be the right fit until you try something. So, sure you might create something like let's call like let's say you're thinking about starting a business let's say you start let's say you start somewhere and it ends up like not being the greatest fit or like but then you will move forward and like pivot and create something that you like that lights you up and I feel like people think that like like they need to find that one thing that'll change their life, whether it's like a solution for themselves or a hobby or a business. And that one thing will be it. And then done. Like they'll just do that for the rest of their lives. And I just, I'm really resonating with what you're saying about your investments and your business and how it's all an evolution. And like our experiences are just snowballing on one another and creating this huge like growth. Exactly. Yeah.
1: as you were saying that, one thing my current coach um, has been saying to me a lot is there's no such thing as failure. Everything you do just gives you more data to move forward. Like you're just learning from your mistakes, just like a baby when they fall, they stand back up and they keep going and they learn, oh, can't lean back that far or I dip over. You know, like <laughs> it's as simple as that. We're still learning. So everything you do, instead of considering it a failure, you just consider it data can move forward. You learn what works and what doesn't.
0: Totally. Oh, I love that. Um, and I'm curious, do you, do you have like one way that you follow your intuition? I think that like a lot of people might be listening and thinking to themselves like, okay, well like Tori and Lissa figured it out, but I have no idea what to do and where to start, but I know I wanna do something, whether it's a business or a hobby or like an investment. And I just like, don't even know. And, um, I'm curious, like, I I think that talking about intuition and just like following your calling or like soul's purpose, whatever you want to call it is important because some people just don't know where to start and they question their intuition. So do you have like a relationship with your intuition Yeah. You know, that's interesting.
1: I don't even know that I've ever labeled it as my intuition. (laughs) I think I tend to label it as my impulsivity, but I think they kind of go hand in hand. Um, sometimes I think what I do is I honestly just like, listen to my brain and my body. So if like, let's say someone wants to start a business, first of all, I don't have it all figured out. Like I know that I have a business where I now get to work from home and it's a big thing and it's exciting, but I definitely don't have it all figured out. And if you want to start a business, that's incredible. And in terms of where to start, I think you just have to look at like, what's your goal? Like, what do you want to accomplish? Because that's, I think what I ask myself first. So like in wanting to hire a coach, what am I hoping to accomplish by hiring a coach? Or let's say that I want to buy something on Amazon. Like what Mm -hmm. am I accomplishing by buying this thing or by doing this mindset work? What am I accomplishing? What's the goal? Because like that's, that's the point, right? Is to move forward. And so you have to kind of know, I feel like as soon as you can figure out what your end goal is, it's just then way backtracking to figure out the first step on how to get there. Yeah, And I think another big part of it is reaching out. Mm -hmm. Reaching out is, I think, really scary. I have a very hard time reaching out to people. And the more I've done it, the more it's helped me. Mm -hmm. So like, if you think you want to start a business in mindset work, like I'm guessing one of the first things you did was start looking at people on social media or people in your life who did mindset work because that's where you learn what to do. You learn by others' examples. And so, yeah, I would say reaching out to people who are, who are where you want to be.
0: Yeah, totally. And like those people are proof that what you want is possible. They're no different from you. Exactly. Yeah. And that's something that I'm learning over and over and over again.
1: Yeah. What you just said about like, they're no different from you. is so, so true. I used to put coaches that I followed, like before I even wanted to be a coach, I put them on a pedestal. They were this like other breed of human. <laughs> they were not me, Like right. that couldn't happen. And honestly, I think it was like a month ago, I ran into someone at my gym and I recognized her, but I didn't know from like where I really recognized her from. And she eventually came up to me and was like, hi, I follow you on Instagram. And she was like really nervous. And I was shocked because I find, I realized like I'm that person to her. And that's so crazy. And I went back to my Instagram after like, we chit chatted for just like a minute or two, but I went back and I looked and I realized she's been following me for quite a while. And she like watches all of my stories and we've chit chatted on Instagram a few times, but really like that was her biggest takeaway from meeting me in the gym was like, Oh, you're literally who just another person. You're who you show up as on Instagram, but like, you're just a person.
0: Oh my gosh. That's such a cool full circle, full circle moment for you. Wow. Um, I have, uh, that sparked another question. So as do let me rephrase. If you could go back in time to you, who was just starting out like the health coach journey, is there something that you would tell your former self?
1: Yeah. Be really patient and be really forgiving because Mm -hmm. same as any other journey, it is not linear. It is not fast. It is slow and it is hard. You are pushing a boulder up a cliff a lot of the time and it's a lot more work than you anticipate. I think people look at online businesses and coaching as you just post and do stories and like create a little bit of back end work so that you can actually coach people. But there is so much more To it, and the reason I say that is because people will ask me like, "Oh, must be so nice to work from home." And I'm like, "I am so busy. I haven't gone to do any of the things I need to do outside of my work because I am so busy." So yeah, that's what I would say is like, be patient and and just be kind because there will be a lot of things that feel like failure.
0: Yeah. Oh, I love that advice so much. I'm definitely going to like take that and hold it close to me as I move forward too. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah, of course. Um, are you ready for the fleeting eight where I ask you eight questions and you answer each, like the first thing that comes to mind is your answer? Yes, I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> what is your favorite place in nature?
1: I'd have to say, um, Ch- I think it's called Chapel Rock in Sedona. Ooh. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's supposed to have like the energy that you can feel and it's like Everything's red, it's just beautiful.
0: Oh, Mm. I'm gonna have to get there one day. Oh, this is a great one for you. What is a favorite exercise or movement activity? That's
1: very easy, squat. I love squatting more than anything. I could squat every day of the week.
0: (laughs) That's amazing. And I actually wanna add one more exercise question because I feel like you're our expert in this realm. Um How do you define
1: exercise? Um, I define exercise as oh, I gotta think of like how I want to say this. It's I would say it's any type of movement that fuels your body. Mm. It can be dancing. It can be um, walking, running, yoga zoom. Like it can be anything. It can be lifting weights. It can be hiking. It can be biking. I would say it's anything that pushes your muscles Mm -hmm. to like produce those endorphins and makes you feel good and helps your body be healthy.
0: Yeah. And I love, love, love the word that you used fuel. Yeah. Because I think that a lot of people use exercise to manipulate their body. And I just love the word fuel. So thank you for answering that. Yeah, of course. Um, what is something that you're grateful for right now?
1: Oh, wow. Um, I, um, it's vague, but it's my life. I am really grateful for my life. It I can't believe I have it. And I, it's, it's amazing. Oh, if I have to be specific, I will say, my husband.
0: <laughs> oh, you're giving me chills over here. Because I you had a really beautiful post on Instagram the other day and I think it was um, you and her, your husband and your dog like hiking or something and it was just you talking about like this is the life that I dreamed of. It was something like that and it really it was so beautiful. I loved it.
1: That's yeah, I I loved that. I mean, it was oh, that was such a moment. I I always dreamed of having a husband who was as active as me and, you know, having a dog and being able to go hiking and have these little moments. And we were just standing up there at the top of this little mountain. And I was like, this is my life. And I got (laughs) teary-eyed taking this picture and I was like this, I can't believe it. I can't believe that I actually, this is actually my life.
0: (laughs) Oh my God. I love that. Um, What is a mantra or affirmation that has helped you? I would say the affirmation I use the most is that I am enough. Mm, yeah. Love that one. Um, what is your definition of self-care? Hmm. Slowing down. Oh yeah. What is something that you recently did that scared the shit out of you but felt inspiring all at the same time?
1: <laughs> um, so this isn't one word. I hope that's okay. Yeah. Okay. So... Um, Back in October, Spencer and I went to Flagstaff, Arizona, and we did this ropes course. I did this exact ropes course five years previously with my sister, and I couldn't get to the top level. I was too scared because it's about 80 feet in the air of trees, and you can feel the wind moving the entire course. You're like double clipped in. It's not like you're you're really not in danger, but I could not get myself to do the last level, which is the highest one up in the trees. And in October, Spencer and I went and we headed up into the last one. And I was like, I, I got it. Like, I can, I can do this. I'm scared, but I can do this. And we got up there and I got through most of it. And it was the second to last obstacle and it was monkey bars. So it was the first time there was no wire underneath me and I couldn't reach the monkey bars. So Spencer went across first. Cause I was thinking if I watch him, I'll feel better. He went across and I couldn't reach <laughs> And so I'm standing on the other side on this platform, like some 80 ish feet in the air, bawling my eyes out because I was terrified, but I was also so determined to get across because I couldn't do it before. And I was like, I cannot cause a scene and have these people have to climb up specialty to bring me down. Like, no. And so as I was crying, I, I don't know, I don't even remember how I did it, but I got across. I got to Spencer and he like just enveloped me in this hug and I cried and I was so scared, but so incredibly proud of myself. And I feel like that just symbolized a lot for me. And I feel like that moment really honestly pushed me to be like, life is scary and that's okay, but I'm still going to freaking conquer it. And it's, I feel like it's kind of silly, but I, it totally was such a moment for me.
0: Oh my God, but I'm going to conquer it. Like drop mic, like that yeah. is it. <laughs> my palms are so sweaty just you're talking about that because Heights and me, like we don't we do not do well. Me either.
1: I don't know why I thought it was a good idea to do it again, but I did it.
0: <laughs> oh my God, I love that. And the last question, what is some, um, I mean, how do you practice slowing down? Um,
1: meditation and yoga. Yoga for me is a big one to slow down.
0: Mm. And when you meditate, do you sit in silence? Do you use an app? Like, how do you meditate?
1: Uh, A few different ways. So it kind
0: of depends
1: on like what I'm needing in that moment. Mm -hmm. Um, If I'm like in my car and I feel like I need to just breathe and meditate for a few moments, then it'll be like silence. I'll turn, the radio down and I turn the AC up or the heat up. So that's like background noise. Yeah, um, And I just close my eyes and breathe and try to just kind of, if I feel a thought, you know, just accept it, but then let it go again. I'm not going to hold on to it. Um, but sometimes I use guided meditation videos on YouTube, but I don't watch them. I just turn it on and then flip my phone upside yeah. down. Yeah.
0: Awesome. Um, So my next question is, how can others connect with you? What's coming up in your world? Tell us everything.
1: So, definitely, Instagram is the biggest way to connect with me. It's Lissa Lev Fit. So, it's L I S S A L E V underscore fit. And that's and on Instagram. You.
0: I'll make sure the link is in the show. Okay.
1: Awesome. So yeah, that's definitely probably Instagram, mainly um, Facebook too, Lisa Levesque. Um, I'm sure you, they'll be able to get the spelling of my last name from, <laughs> from here as well. Yeah. So uh, yeah, that's probably how you would connect. Um, what's coming up for me. I actually have a lie. I have an announcement that's coming out tomorrow and then I, tomorrow from when we're recording this, so it's going to be Wednesday. I don't even know what the date is tomorrow. And then um, I'm, I actually have a really big launch coming next week, which I'm very excited about. Mm-hmm. I am rebranding my entire company and have a new program and a new offer and oh, so many yeah. background things. And I was, you know, before I came on, I was like debating if I should like really share how much of it I should share. So I decided if you're okay with it, I want to share one, one thing that no one else knows about my business yet.
0: Yeah, and this will be published probably after your launch okay perfect that helps yeah yeah that that
1: helps (laughs) um so I am rebranding right now my business is the confident body project but I am rebranding and my new company is the balanced body coaching and which is just aligns so well with everything that I do now and my new program name is the day one program which is the concept that it's the last time you'll ever have day one to a program. It's the last day one of starting over. It's the last day one of a diet cuz you start with me and that's going to change things forever. It's it's not it's not like the other programs where you have to restart. Um so that's kind of the purpose behind it. And I'm really excited because with that comes an entire resource library for all of my clients. So, ebooks and videos and FAQs and uh, it's a whole client portal. And I'm like super excited to have that all launched because I have never had any of that.
0: Wow. That sounds amazing. And I love, love, love like day one, like that, the term and the meaning behind it. That is so, Ooh, I love that so much. So creative. I'm so excited for you. Thank
1: you. The best part of it was my clients actually are the ones who helped me come up with the names. I worked with them and I asked them what they felt represented being my client. And based on that is how I came up with Balanced Body Coaching and the day one program.
0: Oh my God. I love that. Ooh, Well, I'll be sure to put your social media links in the show notes so that people can go check out like everything new that's coming up. I'm so excited to see it. Yes. I'm so, so nervous, but so excited. And are, is there any last messaging, like anything else coming through that you would like to share with the listeners before we take off? Um, I feel like we talked
1: about so much. I think it covered like even more than I was anticipating covering. But yeah, I mean, like I've said earlier, just with whatever you're doing in life, just give yourself a little bit of, of kindness and be gentle to yourself because it's not, it's not a race. It doesn't matter who gets there first. You can be whatever age you want when you get to your end goal
0: and yeah, just be kind to yourself. (laughs) Totally. Yes. Yes. Thank you so, so much for spending your time with us today. I'm so excited to see everything new that's coming up in your world. And I just really appreciate you um, and all the work that you're doing right now. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Lisa.
1: Thank you. And I'm excited to see what you have in store for the next upcoming months, because I can't wait to see how much your business is going to flourish. It's going to be amazing. Oh,
0: thank you. <laughs> have a good day. Thank you. You're welcome. Bye. Bye. How good was that? If you are digging these podcast guest interviews, I invite you to consider joining the Rinse and Repeat membership because it's not too uncommon for some of these guest speakers to make an appearance as a private guest teacher in the Rinse and Repeat Membership. So if you would like to connect with some of these individuals in a more intimate container, I invite you to hop on over to my website, rinseandrepeat.studio, and check out the offerings listed there and join the beautiful, expansive, inspiring, life-shifting community. I'll see you there. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being here today. I hope you enjoyed this podcast episode as much as I enjoyed creating it. And I would absolutely love to know what resonated with you. Um, give me a shout out on Instagram or DM me. My handle is tore hill. It's my name, Tori.Hill. And hearing from all of you literally lights me up. It makes my day. And it really gives me amazing insight on where to take the next podcast episode. So if you want to contribute and help design this podcast, let me know what your thoughts are. Um, I'd really, truly love to hear from you. And if this podcast episode made you think of someone in your life, please share it with them. Expanding this community will make. Make this world a bit more magical and your help in doing so will literally make all of the difference. And lastly, make sure to follow this podcast so you can catch the next episode. I'll see you there.